Pied Piper podcast. I'm here today with Izzy, and she's been working at Night Trips for how long now? About two years. About two years. How do you like it so far? It's great compared to the other clubs I've worked at in Tulsa. Oh, really? Have you worked anywhere else besides Tulsa? So I started at uh, the Lipstick Cabaret. Oh. I worked there like three months, and I was like, oh, my God, if I'm doing this, there has to be better. <laughs> and um, after that, I tried Lady Godiva's, yeah. and my first night there. Yeah, I was a like, huge difference. Yes. And yeah. uh, after a while, I worked there for about a year. It was you know, I feel like that happens a lot when you go to a new club, like you're new. So you make new girl money for like the first week or two. And you always think, oh, this club is like the best. And then after about a week or two, the customers seen you. And then like you start hustling like normal level, like right. all the other girls that have been there. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, OK. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, at first, everybody was very just like it's almost like a family there. Mm -hmm. But kind of have to be. Yeah. yeah uh, I just don't like their drink hustle. That is uh, the biggest problem as well for me. I think that was probably the only thing, actually. Well, besides the, f they take like a pretty big cut from oh. the girls' VIPs. Yeah, like 40%, yeah. But it's really the drink hustle that I feel like holds back some clubs. Well, not only that, I was 19, um, so I couldn't even get a drink. It was you were water. drinking so much water. It was water. And it was like $45, $75 waters. Like. Yeah. You were like, I have to go pee again. Yeah. Excuse me. <laughs> Dude, oh my God. Just like trying to do a dance with like a full bladder. Oh, <laughs> I know. Okay. So, and then how did you get started? So, I'm a single mom. Are you really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Oh, so, you started pretty early. Yeah, I was 18. Yeah. And you just decided, like, this is the best way for me so, to, like, provide for my child. I was taking a medical assisting course, oh. and I had this really good friend. And uh, I didn't get to finish that course because I had to focus on my high school. Oh. And um, so she was like, well, you're always taking, like, nudes and stuff. And <laughs> I feel like you're so pretty. You would make such good money if you just go be an exotic dancer. Oh so... God. Uh, on Halloween, I went and tried a lipstick cabaret, but they told me to come back the next day because yeah. it was a holiday, which, oh. of course, I didn't even know how to shake ass. Mm -mm. I, I didn't know how to twerk to save my life. So um, <laughs> <laughs> that was interesting. How did you dance then? Did you like, kind of oh, clubby I, dance? I or? have a video. Um, <laughs> uh, I was like 10 days in, and I was just like kind of like skipping around the pool. Oh. It was... Oh. <laughs> Did but you I was do like, the thing like some of the some of the girls will like, like Bambi? They, yeah, like you look like Bambi. Just they kind of like kick up their heels a yes. little, like yeah. they're in a fifty, like in Greece, the movie or something. Very, it's so very much. I kind of think it's cute though. It, it is cute because <laughs> you're like, oh, that's a baby dancer. Yeah, and it's so attractive. Like baby dancers are so attractive. Yeah, that's so funny. I was trying to think. I think you know something like that happened to me. Uh, I had a friend who was like that, and I suggested to her. I was like, you should just be an exotic dancer. And all the girls I worked with hated me. They were like, she's horrible. Oh, no. Oh. So that's, I'm glad that you took your friend's advice. I don't know. Like, it's a lifesaver for some of us. And the thing is, is she was very, like, churchy and stuff. So that oh. coming out of her mouth was just like, oh, yeah. you know, you're probably right. She's, like, new age churchy, though. She's yeah. open-minded. Yeah, I loved it. She yeah. is great. And it's made a big difference for you. Yeah. So what else are you doing? Are you still in school or anything? Uh, no, not right now. Uh, la a year ago, I was actually in Tulsa Welding School. <laughs> Dude, that's badass. <laughs> so, yeah, I can no, weld. No, seriously, if I could go back, I would actually be, I would do auto 
Yeah. Like I would learn how to be a mechanic. Yeah. You know, because I think those jobs are amazing. They, they pay really oh, well. Dude. There's not a lot of females, so we'll always get the job, you know, so. Exactly. And then are you going to finish it or? So I actually stopped because I was going through this drought at the club oh, and yeah. I didn't have money to pay for my child care. I didn't have anybody staying with me to help me take care of my son. And yeah. then having the energy to go work at the club after yeah. school. No. No, it is really hard. It's a double-edged sword. Yeah, yeah. so I'm just. My son is finally at the age for school, so I'm just kind of waiting till I feel ready to go to school myself. Dude, so much has changed for me as well since my kiddo can now go to school. It's made a huge difference. It just opens up. It does. I hate to say that, but it does. In a good way, and it's yeah. like, wow, my tiny humans are like... Yeah, like you cry, but at the same time, now you have time to go to the gym. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so. Booty gains all day. I know, I know. <laughs> I went to the gym uh, last week and did too much booty stuff, and then my booty was sore at the at work for like three days. And they were like, "You're not doing a whole lot." I'm like, "My ass hurts." <laughs> yeah, it's like you can feel all the muscle mm-hmm. in it. Yeah, I like going up to customers and be like, "Can you just like rub it right here?" Yeah, <laughs> they're like, "You want me to do what?" <laughs> so I noticed that you are really, really good on the pole. And Turbo is always showing me these beautiful pictures of you, like oh. on the pole at home and stuff, like videos. So, do you have like an at-home pole routine? Are you pretty serious about your pole dancing? Oh. I mean, like, do you practice a lot at home? So, no, actually, uh, I had a pole for like six months to eight months. That's pretty nice. About a year ago, mm-hmm. and I didn't even really use it a whole lot. See, I was I'm kind of like that too. I have my mind, and I don't really get on it a whole lot. So, I was gonna ask, like, does it help to have a pole at home? Oh yeah, because like yeah. if you if you have a friend over and they're like, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, so it just like gives you the time to like show them how to do it, and then you're practicing then. So yeah, that's true too. Yeah, that's true. And then, <laughs> so, um, okay, so I like watching you hustle mostly on the weekends because you are definitely like a really good night like weekend hustler. Oh well, thank you. Yeah, you're always walking around and you always look busy. And I was gonna ask you a couple questions so that I can maybe learn. And some of these girls can learn, too. Like, how? what is it like on Friday, Saturday nights when it's so busy? How, how does your hustle work? It depends on who I'm talking to. You get, like, we're going to have A class, B class, and C class, okay? Uh, a class. Yeah. Um, they'll do the $40 lap dance. Oh, you so know? you do 40 for your dances? Oh, I do three for 100 or 40 for one, okay, usually. Beautiful. And... I mean, if it's a slow night, I'm not very picky. I'll drop it yeah. down to, like, 30 yeah. or 25 or, like, 4 for 100 instead yeah. of 3. And, like, it, it usually sells. But mm-hmm. then there's the C class that wants to try and barter my prices. So that can yeah. get tricky. But Down to, like, 20 or something. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, if you were at a, like, car dealership and you were my salesman, you wouldn't mm-hmm. let me negotiate my price probably. So... Yeah. Mm. Well, I mean, and you know, we can negotiate, but it's like within reason. And yeah. well, and a lot of guys still haven't quite figured out that the there has been a change. There has been an inflation oh in God. in price, and so I try to be like, but I just kind of walk away, and yeah. then I'm like, well, eventually they'll give in at least to a different girl, even if it's not to me, or they'll come back to you. Yeah. Yeah. They'll be like, oh, it's so worth it, though. I mean, what are we talking about? Ten dollars. Well, there's another you know thing. She's worth it. I, I've picked up this hustle <laughs> where like. I'll be like, at the end of my lap dance, if they say that they don't want another one, I'll be like, well, I'll do a trick for, like, an extra $20, and then I'll, like, flip upside down and shake my ass in their face. Really? Yeah. That's brilliant. I love that. Yeah. And I was going to ask you, too, what do you do when a customer 
initially says no to either dances or VIP? It depends on their tone and how they try to talk to me. Because, like, if they're like, oh, I'm not here for dances, then I'm like, all right, fuck off. And then uh, if they're like, "Mm, I just need to kind of warm up and get Mm -hmm. a feel for it and see who I'm really interested in, I'm like, okay, I'll send chat for them or to them for, like, I don't know, 20 Mm -hmm. to 30 minutes and And see. And ask again? Yeah. Okay. You do have the kind of guys that are like, no, I don't really want to do dances, but I re- I'm really into you. Sometimes you just have to take the reins and be dominant. Dude. You have to be <laughs> like, you have to be a bitch sometimes. Yeah. You have to be like their girlfriend and like make them give you money in a way, but not make them, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, there's a fine line, but yeah. it's like. So you become a little bit more aggressive and you're like, listen, if you really like me, you're going to do this dance with me. Yeah. You wouldn't be here if you didn't have money, bud. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I recently found out with a customer and I didn't even know this. So like I'm not even unlocking these customers potential like some of my girls are doing. Um, I've realized from one of them that if you just literally asked him for money, he would give it to you. Right. So it's like so she was like, hey, give us our tip now mm-hmm. every 20 minutes. She'd be like, don't forget our tip. Don't forget our tip. And I was like, wow, I would have just given up and went and hustled the room. Well, when you Because like, I don't like having to ask them all the time. I feel that. I used to be very shy about asking for money at mm-hmm. all. But lately, because some people don't expect to have to tip you. So you, yeah. you just have to ask sometimes. Yeah. Because if not. Be like, hey, how about 20 bucks for my for my time? Yeah. Which like 20 bucks for 20 minutes of talking. And oh, and that was another thing too that I wanted to talk about. One of my favorite things is that customers in the club will watch when there's five or six of us around one customer. But oh, they're yeah. not that customer is not doing anything. He's not he's buying us drinks and he's not doing dances, he's not doing VIPs. And every time I break away to go to my new customer, he's like, oh, what's that guy doing? Like what kind of job does he have? Like, you know, how does he get that many girls? And I have to explain to them what these customers are doing to get all these girls at their table. And a lot of times it's because they're tipping us for our time. That or like at the end of the night, they do do a VIP mm-hmm. with somebody or everybody's known them for years. Mm-hmm. And yeah, some newbies that walk in and think that they own the place, they just don't understand why six girls are setting with one guy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like they're not like totally intimidated by it, but they're confused by it. They're like, how do I become that guy? Yeah. They're like, is this guy a pimp? <laughs> <laughs> well, they just assume like he's like some CEO or something I'm like, no, this guy yeah. earns about the same amount you do. It's just that see for every girl that's sitting with him, He's either tipping them large amounts at the end of the night, like that the one guy that we know that sits at the end of the bar often. Oh, yeah. He'll give like, you know, anywhere between five and a thousand to each girl at the very end of the night. But they've spent seven, eight hours with him. Or like the guy I was sitting with, he literally pulls his ball out and he gives a $20 tip to each one of us. Yeah. Every like 20 to 30 minutes. And then he's also buying drinks. I just love it when guys are respectful of our time. Yeah. Well, and that's, you know, I don't know if guys realize this, but do you agree with me when we think giving dances is easier than talking. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot less, it's physical, but it's a lot less like mental. Yeah, because you can just be kind of cutesy and like, <laughs> and we can go through the motions on dance. I mean, we love giving our dances, but for some reason, it does seem that like keeping up conversation mm-hmm. is a lot harder work than giving dances. Especially if the vibe is kind of like not hitting off or sparking. Oh, yeah. Yeah. When you have to drag it out of them. And then you just like catch yourself looking off to the distance because it's like, oh, maybe I should just get up and go then. I feel like a CBS interviewer. Like I have to like just ask them real pointed questions to try to drag something, some new information out of them. 
And then usually what happens is I babble for half an hour because I, I will just talk. Yeah. I'm like, if you're not going to say anything, I will just sit there and talk about whatever the hell I want. <laughs> and then, you know. And, you know, sometimes they're just not ready to talk. And also yeah. I've learned that, like, if you can get them to, like, open up and start talking, that's when they're happy because they're like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm spilling my problems. That's what I'm here from. Just trying to relax. Yeah. 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 And then they start to really like you a lot because they're connecting with something or you're putting in the effort to connect with them. Yeah. Some of them do kind of seem like they got their walls up, though. Right. And they're like, okay. But I love the girls that can break those walls. And it's usually like the pretty, they're like so flirty and they come up with their boobs and they just push it in their face. Dude, the titties. I know. Yeah. It's the power of the titties. Yeah. <laughs> it's supposed to be power of the pussy, but I think for us, it's probably the titties. Yeah. So, and then, um, so on weekend nights, what kind of things do you see that girls are doing or not doing that would help or not help with our, their hustles? You see, like, kind of any trends in the club that you're like, oh, girl, don't do that. Uh, the excess of, like, letting customers touch you oh, really? without, like, being without in being... private. Oh. You know what I mean? I mean, okay. don't get me wrong. If somebody's tipping you and you're like, yeah, you can get a little boob grab. Yeah. That's that's different. But when you're letting them fucking grope you like in a lap them. dance, like, just the whole time, they're just, Like, you boobs know, or, like, eat vagina? Both. both. Oh, really? No. I, I don't ever let anybody touch my downstairs. Uh-uh. Ever. No. And it takes a lot of money <clears throat> to be able to touch these titties, too. Oh, really? So, yeah. Okay. So you're more particular about, like, letting them get away with Well, I'm really big on, like, energy transfer. Uh-huh. And, like, okay. touch is a big part of that, too. So uh-huh. I... Some of these slime balls don't... Yeah. I don't want You them. like to protect yourself a little bit. But once they, once you go to VIP with them or something, you're a little bit more open, more relaxed. Oh, yeah. Because then it's like they earned it. And and it's not in front of everybody to see. You're not advertising that for other girls either. You know what I mean? Because, like, you're doing that, say that girl's doing that with that customer. Mm -hmm. And then that customer comes up to you Mm -hmm. and it's just like, I'm going to suck your tit. Oh, yeah. 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 I don't like when they put their mouths on. I will let them grab my boobs. But there, I also do $30 dances. And for me, dancing for as long as I have, going from 20 to 30, I'm like, that's pretty good. I'll let you grab my boobs and my butt. I just yeah. usually, they always ask at the very beginning of a, of a dance, they say, what can I not touch? I say, you can touch everything but my vagina. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, I let them grab my boobs. I don't really like it when they grab my boobs on the actual floor right. where we're all hustling. Because that, that is still kind of new and weird to me. I'll only do it if they're like actively tipping me. Yeah, and, like, the big kicker for me is whenever, like, the C-class tries to, like, flash your pussy on stage or touch your butthole or, like, I've literally accidentally kicked somebody by instinct in the throat with my heel because they touched my asshole. Yeah. And then, I call it a donkey kick. Last week, I literally smacked somebody in the face for flashing me because it's just my instincts i hate that i'm that aggressive but at the same time i was just sexually assaulted what the fuck we we get rape butterflies um and i know it must be really confusing for guys they go in there they start drinking they go like well they don't understand the fine lines because we're like you can grab my butt you can yeah you can squeeze my little smack but (laughs) if you touch that little fabric i might freak out and for some reason that there is there's like this really it's like a like walk the line. Of oh yes, it's fire. like <laughs> yeah, and it. I so I kind of feel bad for him sometimes, but I do. I, you know, I have to be like really chill about it. I'm like, hey, listen, I get like rape butterflies when you do that. Like you can't. You. Can, I told you, you can smack like put, and I'll usually take their hands and I'm like, you can touch here. 
and that's my butt. Yeah. You can squeeze my butt all you want. But this? That's my no-no square. There's, yeah, cause it, <laughs> when it's because there's no buttons there. Yeah. Our buttons, look like that's, that's our nipples and our vagina, is so sensitive to touch that when it's getting touched without permission, it just feels, like, really awful. It feels disgusting. Yeah. It feels so, like, it can ruin your whole night. Yeah, it can. It can. Um, gosh, I know. I've, I've definitely been through a few times where guys have gotten kicked out, and, and it does, you're walking around the rest of the night, and you're trying to be happy. Yeah. But it's like, oh, yeah. So um, what do you do when guys do that? Well, you just walk away or um, do you yell at them? <laughs> so, like I said, I literally smacked somebody in the face last week because of it. Uh, I've poured beer on somebody for touching my butthole. It must be the redheaded thing. <laughs> uh, well, I'm naturally like a strawberry blonde right now. I let my friend Alex put like a red tint in it when she oh, cut my bangs. Okay. So it's like a little bit more red than it used to be, but oh. it's still pretty blonde. Oh, Okay. So you're a blonde naturally? Yes. That's really pretty. There's not a lot of natural blondes out there. I know. And up until I got my bangs cut, yeah. uh, my hair was completely natural. Well, I didn't know that. Yes. I thought you, I mean, no offense, I thought you bleached it like all well, the other blonde so girls did. So there's this sun and lemon spray stuff. I put a little bit of that in my hair this oh. summer to lighten it a little, mm-hmm. but I didn't dye it. Mm-mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's how we, that's how ladies are. Well, I'm like, no, 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 these are mine. I bought them and I put them on me. So they're mine now. <laughs> yeah. I heard one of the girls in the, in the locker room the other day. She's like, bitch, this is my hair. I bought it. The fuck? I put it on my head. It is now my hair. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And I'm like, all right. I like, I like the way we think. That's really pretty. So I put, I put stuff in my hair too. They recently started like. I it looks henna. good. You're hot. Thanks. I put henna in it to make it a little bit more red because now that I'm getting older, my red is starting to fall out a little bit. And I noticed all the other redheads doing it. And I was like, well, listen, like that's just, that's club competition. You got to keep up on stuff. Yeah. You know, and I, I started really putting a lot more time and effort into like that kind of, because it is, it's all a part of your hustle. Oh yeah. And also like with hair color, I've noticed like I got paid more as a blonde than you are right now yeah but everybody says that they love redheads too too and i never really got that with being a blonde like Mm -hmm. people are just fascinated by you so like it's different in that aspect but well maybe guys just don't want to say it out loud because the whole like blondes have gotten attention for being blonde yeah maybe that's why they're like the dumb blonde jokes are just guys love blondes yeah they do maybe they're just not saying it yeah um i do get guys who are like obsessively obsessed with redheads yeah but I think it's because they think that we're so rare. And crazy. <laughs> <laughs> that, like, finding one is a unicorn, you know? Yeah. But, yeah. Um, and I've heard I've heard a girl say that they go from brunette to blonde and got a lot of attention. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, you know, it's been really slow. So I would wait until we're in our busy season to see if you're, truly, sure. if you're truly affected by, like, hair color. Oh, dude. Yeah. Were you around for when the PGA golf tour came to town? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. You guys was... come back. Please. <laughs> Please. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. I don't even get I, – I could swear there were guys that were coming in there, and just the way they dressed, I was like, you're a golfer, oh, aren't yes. you? But I think I ended up in VIP with a commentator. Oh. Because he was low-key saying since – you know they'll start to show you pictures on their phone because they were trying to go home with me that night, you know? So they'll do this thing where they're like, look at my boats and look at my house. And, yeah. And, you know. Do the start, whole, like, Andrew Tate thing. Yeah. They're like, <laughs> I have so much money. Come home with me. Uh, and I'm like, I'm just a stripper. I don't know. <laughs> 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 well, yeah. So I do. I, I can't wait till they come back. And I, 
I want to go to the fair. Oh my god, I'll be taking my son after this. Actually, really today? Yeah. Oh, I want to take Rory uh, Wednesday. Oh, I'm gonna yes. take her Wednesday. I wanted to go on like a slower day, just because like crowds kind of. Whenever I have my kid with me, anyway, I can do yeah. crowds like alone as an individual. But yeah. when you bring my kid into the mix, I'm just like mama bear. I'm well, how old is he? He's four. Oh, okay, yeah. So mine is five, and they walk behind us a lot, and uh, it's, it's it's like hold my hand. Yeah, even in the quick trip. Right. I'm like constantly looking behind my shoulder, like where, you where'd never you go? Fucking no! And we live in Tulsa. It's, I don't think it's that bad here. Um, be that bad? Is it? I okay? mean, have you looked at the ratings lately? No, what ratings? On um, first oh. forty-eight. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, at least we have a good-looking police force. <laughs> no, I thought we were like third highest for like crime rate and stuff. Really? In the country? Yeah. Man, I'm gonna be honest with you. I never really deal with anything. Me either. But you know, yeah. I'm sure that like. It's, well, I'm I, glad. Did, I did get carjacked once. I got carjacked once. Um, you know, when you go to the quick trip and you leave your car, your keys in the ignition back when we had keyed ignitions. <laughs> and then you were like, I'm just running in for a pack of cigarettes or whatever. And then you come out and like four young guys from the hood just like took off in your car. And they're all probably under 18. Yeah. Yeah. But they found it later on, on the highway. With a lot of liquor bottles in there. <laughs> so I think that's like the worst thing I've had happen to me in Tulsa. But, you know, and I think it depends, too, on where you live. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I live, like, so I, I'm in Sand Springs, and I will run into the people who work at my daughter's school, like, in town. It's That's how small it is over there. Okay. So yeah. it's really, it's really I'm cute. I'm from Kellyville, so. Oh, I love Kellyville. You know, yeah. One of the other girls we know lives in Kellyville. I love that place. Who? Oh, I don't want to say, but, because, oh. <laughs> yeah, she protects her address and stuff. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I'll tell you afterward, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um. But yes, I know we all come from different. There's a lot of girls that come from, um, what is it, Arkansas? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, and we have a girl that comes from Houston. She lives in Houston but works at Night Trips. Oh wow! Yeah, uh, wait, I know who you're talking uh, about. Yeah, yeah. she's. Uh, I love her. I know, me too. And so a lot of people come from all over to, to come to the Night Trips here in Tulsa. I wonder why it's so. It's like, how come they're not going to OKC? Right. Because, I mean, I worked at Deja Vu for three months. I lived with my sister in Yukon for a little bit. And, like, that place is full nude. I mean, so it took me a lot to get used to that. And I was also only three months into dancing. Okay. So it was, like, very fresh. and To go full nude. Oh, yeah. And, like, it's a three-song stage set. You get up there, first song, Mm -hmm. uh, topless, second song. Wait, no. First song, you're fine and then second song topless third song panties come off yeah and luckily like no touching which i love that mm-hmm. and like when people they are more strict on no touching which is nice and you go on stage with two other girls mm-hmm. um if it's like busy and you all switch yeah. and then uh yeah they have like a 20 foot pole i climbed that thing once whenever i was that young yeah. into it yeah hit the button because it makes a thunder noise no way and then i i went and laid back and i was like yeah wow let's not do that and then i just like kind of shimmied down the pole yeah because <laughs> I, I thought i was just gonna be able to slide and it was like oh <laughs> I, so dancing so i don't think i started dancing nude or tried dancing nude until i was in it like a year or two and even then, it was like a shock to the system. One of my things that I really dislike about dancing nude is the lap dances. 
Oh, yeah. No, lap dance, there it was only topless. Oh, VIP okay. was uh, full nude, but they were not allowed to touch you. It's surveillance. They have, like, sliding glass doors. Yeah. There are people walking through the hallway at all times. And it wasn't like, even about that, honestly. It was about, like, how do you grind on a guy? Oh, you with no don't. Pa- you don't. You don't. Yeah, and because the first, you know, and I didn't know any better. So I was like, okay, you just grind on him just with no panties. And then I'm like instantly touched his jeans and felt that's gross. And then we used to do this weird thing where we would put a handkerchief down okay. on their lap. Yeah. And I was like, this is not working. This is so you you have to learn how to dance differently. Yeah, it was more of like a air dance and like I, don't know I just kind of like it. I mean cuz I like to grind on a guy. <laughs> I know. Sometimes you get the cute ones and it's like, okay, Nice boner, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but when you're when you're nude, yeah, you really can't get. I feel like it's almost more intimate when you have the panties on because. Oh yeah, and it's a surprise. You, they're thinking about. Oh, I wonder what she looks like. Yeah, yeah, and there's definitely the element of surprise too, which is always like that's the one. I always believe that the more you hold back, the more that you make. Because and I've, I've had customers even tell me this too because I would see them for a year or so, and they they're all about the chase. They love chasing a girl. And once you give it to him, he has nothing, you know, l- left yeah. to chase. So I've I've really come to, like, really respect the chase and, like, holding back, you know. And that's why I'm always telling guys want to do this or that in the lap dance area. And I'm like, mm. no, you know, there's levels. There is. You got to go to VIP because it's that chase. Like, I'm not going to give in. Because I know I can make my money if I don't give in. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's why I'm stricter about, like, even the boob touching and a lap dance. I really have to take that into consideration because I'm not really that strict about boob touching. Well, As also, long as they're not sucking on my boobs. I get that. Mm-hmm. And, like, sometimes I will just not say anything if they're touching my boobs. But at the same time, most of the time, you're going to be like, hey, no. I think no matter what, guys, I think it all comes down to how much you're paying us. Exactly, yeah. I like, if you start it. out with, like, the three, four, a hundred, oh, yeah, I'll let you grab them. But yeah. If, if you're trying to sell or, like, get the $20 dance and expect to just fondle my tits the whole time. Mm-hmm. Tipping is, is really magical. And and definitely tipping a girl for her time is really important. I mean, we even just to talk, we really would like to make $100 an hour. So if you're talking to a girl for 20 minutes, please give her 20, 25 bucks. Yeah. You know? Um, and just say, hey, I'm not doing dances, but here's 25 bucks. And I think that that would make us all really happy and probably a little less aggressive with other customers. Oh, yeah. Because we wouldn't feel the, like the need to make up for that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How do you how do you pick out your outfits and stuff? I guess it really just depends on what I'm going for that day because I have this like alternative emo chick in me, but I also have this little like fairy girl in me. So you do, you do. yeah. I like the blue last time that you were wearing. That was so oh pretty. the sparkly one. Yeah, yeah, that one was very like Cinderella. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, with the heels too. Yeah, I was watching you on stage. You have the most beautiful like legs and then feet in the tiny Cinderella heels. Oh. I almost want to get some, but those look painful. Uh, so I had some sparkly Cinderella heels for a little bit and they were actually very comfortable till I broke them in for, even, even though they were, they didn't have that big of a box on them. So these ones, they were about that thick, but the black okay. ones I wear, mm-hmm. um, 
they're not very comfortable. Yeah, yeah. So it depends kind of on the brand. And also, if you get the ones with the strap on the ankles, mm-hmm. it helps a lot. Really. I mean, they look really gorgeous, and they do harken back to a more classy era. There are a lot of guys out there who are like, why are you guys wearing these 8-inch heels? And for me, I just like the way I look in them. Well, also, you get this different center of balance, and dancing like that, it becomes so much more flowy, I think, in the taller heels. Oh, really? For me, because you have the box to slide around on, Mm -hmm. and like... Something about it makes me feel like I could float higher. Yeah, yeah. And like pole tricks, you don't have to go, yeah, you don't have to jump as high and stuff like that. That's true. What's your craziest story in the club? Mine? Oh, my God. Uh, (laughs) I have too many of them, I think. You know, we were talking about um, guys getting out of hand. Uh And uh, there was was one time I was doing a dance on a guy, and he legitimately just slipped his fingers in there (gasps) and started like finger raping me basically and I had my my hand around his wrist trying to force him back out but he was like this really big Indian guy he was like six something and I couldn't get him out for a couple for a couple seconds and this was years ago by the way and this was when Bobby was manager and um I think I so I take my heels off to dance so finally got off of him I was screaming and yelling at him I threw my heels at him and then I ran to the back just barefoot. Bobby came and he talked to me. I told him what happened. He kicked him out and brought brought me back my heels. Um, and that was probably, I'd only been dancing for maybe about three years at that point. Oh, man. Yeah. And so, yeah, like shit like that does, ha- it does happen. Yeah. yeah. It is really, really crazy. And then I think there was a VIP that emotionally shook me. He said something like, yeah, you want to party? And I'm like, yeah, let's go to VIP. And I thought that's what he was talking about. We went to VIP. Girl, he pulled out a fucking little professional syringe pack for heroin. No. And I was like, no, 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 no. Put that away. No, 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 no. (laughs) And it was really, it was really like after that, I felt really weird. And so those are my, probably my worst experiences. That's like some like Motley Crue shit. Yeah. (laughs) He did kind of look like he could have worked for Motley Crue. Oh my God. (laughs) Yeah. Hair band boys. Dude, guys with long hair. I'm like, I don't know if I should mess with you. Yeah. They're, they're intriguing from their yeah. looks, but sometimes their personalities are just shit. Yeah, yeah. You never know. I do tend to go for, like, older um, gentlemen who are dressed really nice in, in their 40s. I love oh, men yeah. in their 40s, 40s, 50s. They're more. They're a lot of fun. I feel that. I'm, like, 75% gay, and then the other 25 is only for the daddies. Like, yeah. anywhere from, like, 30 to 40. Well, and how old are you right now? I'm 21. Oh, so yeah, yeah. A guy in his 30s would be a daddy to you. Oh my god. To yeah. me, he's like a child. Because <laughs> I'm 34. So I feel like right at like 35 to yeah. 38 is the sweet spot. Yeah, and as you get older, that age also moves. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. It, will. it will. And oh my god, oof! When they start getting that silver in their hair, the the salt and pepper. Oh, boys, please don't dye the salt and pepper. No. Don't do that fox. just for men bullshit. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Yeah, I like that. Little silver foxes. <laughs> Give it to me, daddy. Yeah, and it's because like you know, guys my age, kind of that song by Violet. Oh my god, it's so good. My name, my one of my first stripper names was Violet, actually, and that song was. One of my favorites to dance yeah, to. Guys my age don't know how to treat me. Yeah. Don't know how to love me good. Yeah. Yeah. It's so sexy. It's true. And I've always been attracted to older men my whole life. Yeah. I got in trouble. I was 18 years old and I was trying to date a 32-year-old. Oh, boy. Okay. And my parents were pissed. Mine wasn't that bad. But, like, I mean, 
the first time I ever got with a guy that was about that old was when I was 19. So, and I love that dude. (laughs) See, I mean, even now, yeah, even now, like it's always pretty decent, pretty good memories for the most part. Oh yeah. I mean, every once in a while you'll, you'll run into one of those guys who are older and like is divorced for a reason or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, So you have to feel them out, you know? And then do you date outside the club at all? Uh, not if I've met you at the club. That's so smart. Yeah. I'm starting to realize that we shouldn't date guys in the club. Well, I mean. I'll find one to be really attractive and then I'll start talking to him and I'm like, oh no. How are you? How are you at like, um, departmentalizing work from home? So first thing I do after work is eat. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, gotta be fed. And then. You know, do the whole nightly routine of washing the club off and yeah, just getting ready to wind down. I'll watch like Vampire Diaries or American oh, yeah. Horror Story. Oh, is that what you like? Okay, yeah. cool. That's sweet. I like to watch like documentaries or something with like a very monotone voice. Dude, have you seen the Zach Gaffron one? No. He has a documentary show and it's like, it's oh, good. Oh, I think I've seen it advertised. Yeah. Yeah. I should watch it. You should. I was like, oh. I am like the, I get home, wash, clean, take care of my animals, and then like smoke and oh, just yes, the I weed. Just, I just want to lay down and like decompress. Yeah, you know? yeah. And you get like a lot of customers' numbers and stuff. So if they spend a lot of money on me, I'm like, yeah, take my number. Next time you come back, let me know. And, uh, yeah, maybe See, we can do it again. Do you ha- have you ever had like a problem with customers kind of like blowing up your phone a lot and stuff? Um, only when I've been too nice to them. Yeah, that's my. I'm always too nice. Yeah, it's kind of hard to break that, but, like, Mm -hmm. at the same time, that's just who I am. But then I also get into this other character where it's like, all right, I'm on my demon time, and you're going to give me money, (laughs) or I'm not talking to you. Yeah, yeah. So um, when we talk about getting customers' numbers in the club, it's mostly to keep a good contact with them so that we can ask them to come back to the club or they can let us know so we can schedule with them. Um, I would say it's it really helps money a lot. And that it is an important part of the job. But how do we differentiate between getting customers' numbers that never plan on coming back in the club or want to chit-chat with us every day and not come back in for a month and, like, the really good ones? And I think it really all does depend on how much money they are spending. Definitely. Yeah. But, I mean, I'll go to VIP. So my rule usually is that I do not like to give out my number unless they um, have gone to VIP. Yeah. But, That's a good rule of thumb. And it usually works out pretty well that way. I've made the mistake of going, well, he spent 100 or 200 out on the floor, and I'll give him my number. Those are usually the, the guys. creepers. I mean, and they're not even really creepy. They're just, like, trying to boyfriend, Yeah, you know, or something. And then it doesn't end up being – because we, we're working at the club, but then when you're talking to guys outside the club, it's like you're still working. Oh, dude. And then the ones that are like, oh, I'd rather just take and spend all this money on you at dinner and – buying new stuff at the mall and I'm like that's not what I'm here for I have bills to pay bro (laughs) yeah I'm like well I mean if you give me money then maybe I'll go like out on a date with you um but I'm I'm certainly not trying to do anything for free ever right and so that that can be really hard I did (laughs) I had one and then you know I think he did do a VIP but it's it was so funny he texted me he was like hey how are you doing uh come over and I said what do you mean (laughs) <laughs> and he said he was like well you know it just seemed like you really like me like you should just come over let's get this done and I was like um what happened to like going on dates like do you just ask every girl to come and, and fuck you at your house and he was like well 
I just figured you were on a different level or something like that. And I was like, boy, you got to take me on dates still. Uh, I was like, you know, a guy's taking me to Ruth Chris. He gives me money for the date and then buys the food. So, like, it's tough competition out there, babe. Yeah. Like, we are, we are dancers. We're not your normal, typical girl. Definitely. So we are money-minded. Yeah. Have you ever danced out of state? I have. I used to uh, dance a lot in New Orleans. Ooh, I, I want to go there so bad. I don't know if it's the same anymore, but it was really, really good money six years ago. Yeah? But, you know, since I had my kid, I don't really travel. Oh, okay. So, yeah. I would love to go back. I plan on going back, actually, this summer for the first time, just to see what it's like. Yeah. Like, if it's the same, you know, that would be really cool. I used to dance at Larry Flint's Hustler Club <gasps> and Barely Legal. How was that? Uh, Hustler Club was better better than Barely Legal because Barely Legal was further down um, Bourbon Street. Okay. So all of the traffic came in around the corner at the beginning of Bourbon Street. Larry Flint's Hustler Club was there first. Right. So it was all about traffic. Um, so a lot of a lot of guys came in. And their VIPs were insane. Ooh. They had cameras in their VIPs. They had um, panic buttons. Good. Uh-huh. Um, and their VIPs started out at 500 for half an hour, and they crawled all the way up to, like, five grand. And they all had different rooms with like beautiful, I mean, beautiful settings, themes, stuff like that. So it was really, and we didn't sell our VIPs. They had um, a person at the front who would take them through and sell the VIP for you. All you had to do was just like go into each one and just like sit there and look really cute and inviting. Oh. And then he'd be like, see, look at her. She's so ready for you. Okay. What about this room? You want this room or that room? And it was a staff member that would do it. I need to go there. Yeah, it it is pretty poshy and nice. And then you get champagne. With every room. Ooh. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I loved it. And Let's take a girl's trip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, during the summer. I know uh, one of the other girls, too, was like, I'd really like to go. I would love to go back to New Orleans. I just, I like um, workations. Yes. Where we can, we, see, that's the best part about being a dancer. As long as your other schedules can, can line up with it, you know, whether you have kids or another job or whatever, with dancing, you can just take off. Yeah. And you can go anywhere you want as long as you can find a way to make money while you're there. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But have you ever had like any bad trips or anything? So uh, I tried to dance out of state one time. I was in Florida. Oh, yeah. I was in Tampa. Yeah. Um, I had tried to get a hold of them before I went. It was this place called Oz. When I got there, they were like, oh, you're not 21 and you don't have a Florida address. And so I was like, I literally talked to you guys about this, but okay. So went down to the road to this other place and it was like a nude art museum inside. And like the artwork was beautiful. I wish I remember the name of this place, but I was one of two dancers there because it it was pretty bad out there actually. Um, What time, what time of year did you go? It was in November, 2021. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, And like, I had a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, my friend came inside that club and like watched me dance to a song, and I uh, then we left to go fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so oh well, at least you brought some company with. I mean, yeah. yeah, he he took me on vacation. It was the first time I got to see the ocean. It was so beautiful. Oh, I went. I did go to New Orleans. Um, I think twice with my husband at the time. He yeah. would he would even go with me, and he would just hang out until I was done, and then we would go to different places in New Orleans and. So it did feel a lot like a vacation. Yeah, it was it was just a vacation, but like I had never danced out of state, so I was like, I want to at least try. I'm here for a week. Well, you did it. You did it in a really good way yeah. because when I was really young, we would try to travel when the club was slow, aka we didn't have money, and we were hoping that we would make more money at a different club, and we would travel over there, get the hotel room, work at the club. It was crap, not make any money, 
and then come home and try to make up for it back home at <laughs> at our home club. Oh, so man. like I've been in positions before where <clears throat> you should definitely not uh, go out on a limb, base your hopes and dreams on traveling out. You should really just go and check it out and then start learning the area and plan for when's a good time to go. Like there's um, New Orleans. It's great to go during Mardi Gras. Great to go during Southern Pride. And they have a bunch of conferences. So when you start like learning the local stuff that really brings in a lot of people, that's like when you decide to go to those places. Yeah. It usually works out pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. Last time I went was for Mardi Gras. And, um, you know, it's 10 days. So I worked all 10 days. And I made like 10 grand. Yeah. And that's like my... That's probably the peak of my whole career. That's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, I've just been chasing that ever since. <laughs> Dude, okay. So when PGA was in town, like I was saying, I made 2500 on one day. And then the next day I turned around and made twenty six. So I made 5K in two days. And I was just like, yeah, let's, let's have this all the time, guys. I know. <laughs> I wonder when the next thing is coming up. I know they talk about Chili Bowl a lot here. So I had really good experience with that at Lady Godiva's right but night trips I have yet to see that what do you think is the difference they advertise at the chili bowl they go to the chili bowl and they advertise they literally pass out free admission fuck yeah (sighs) I've done it for them that's the only reason I know Uh, yeah well and that works out really really well it did because they remembered my face and uh yeah well let's go to chili bowl next time girl I'm down yeah yeah and you know we talk about uh different stuff that girls can do to make more money or attract more customers. And there's this idea that you can get your QR code for your OnlyFans um, or even for your cash app and print it out on a business card and pass it out to your customers or pass it out to places like the Chili Bowl. Um, And even girls have suggested like a free lap dance card or something like that. I kind of have a hard time with that because I don't like giving away anything for free. (laughs) That was the most beautiful sneeze. (laughs) You did such a good job. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I think uh, Night Trips needs to up their game on advertisement. Like, what is that perfect combo customer that you've had that just made your night? Both money and attitude, personality. I love it whenever, like, every time you go to get up, they'll just give you 100 bucks. And be like, no, 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 stay. Oh, yeah. yeah. I've had a couple of those where, like, I'll be like, okay, well, I guess I'm going to go walk around and see if I can do some dances. And then they're like, oh, no, 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 sit down, stay. Here's another 200. Oh, yeah. yeah. So just, just to hang out and talk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or, like, when they request me to dance to a song for them, mm-hmm. and then they're just, like, putting $20 bills up there. And I'm like, thank you. Thank you. I love that. I don't usually get that from, uh, like, white guys. Usually the guys who are, like, really big into tipping you while you're dancing on them are, like, the black guys and the Hispanic guys. Not it's a for big, me. big, like, cultural thing, yeah. you know? Yeah, because they'll, they'll buy the dance, and then they pull out a wad of ones, and then they're tipping you the ones while you're doing the dance. And it's like, oh, my God. Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, honestly, I don't really get a whole lot of ones during my dances. Well, uh, and that does, you know, and it only happens with, like, certain types of customers, too. Well, so. also... I don't know. It's like, it's hard for me to get past the stigma of like what I've observed myself, like with the C class trying to touch you all the time Mm -hmm. and the B class just not really vibing with you as much or like, so I don't know. Sometimes it's just, how can you, when you walk on the floor, how do you 
differentiate? You can look at guys and you can tell who's A, B, and C. Oh, yeah. What are you looking for? They immediately make eye contact when you walk by or like you can feel them looking at you. Leering. Yeah, that part, that's A. Yeah. Yeah. B is like they come up to the stage and they're like, oh, yeah, I'm going to throw some money, make it rain. That's that's really great, too. Mm-hmm. And like, it's like, OK, yeah, you guys are both spending money. And then C is like where they're like, oh, here's a dollar. I'm going to try and touch your butthole. So you're not really looking at like um, the way they dress or the way they look. You're really looking at their actions. And they're like what they're projecting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. uh, you read energy. Yeah. That's great. I've had some girls talk about I look at their watches. I look at their shoes. I look at the way they, that they're dressed. So it is interesting to hear kind of maybe something that's more important, more subtle than that. Because yeah. I've had customers that don't really look like they don't look like they're ballers. But they got the most money because they're spending they don't it. they don't need to be flashy. They don't want anybody to try and target them. That's true too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like sometimes the ones that dress up the most are the most broke. So and even if they, they weren't, uh, I'm the same way where I really can't make money off of a customer I'm not vibing with. Yeah. And the ones that are very, like, you know, dressed up really, really nice, they seem a little bit more cold-shouldered. They're kind of harder to talk to. And get them to open up, yeah. Because they know that they're, uh, they attract the dancers. Yeah. And so they get to be a little bit more. They're, like, cocky. Yeah. A little cocky, maybe a little extra picky or whatever, which is perfectly fine. Oh, yeah. But it is, like, it is kind of hard to walk up. Uh, you know, always look uh, approachable. Yeah. Even as a customer, I think a lot of customers are like, girls have never, they, they don't come up to me, they don't talk to me, why? And I'm like, well, do you look approachable? Are like, you sitting here with RBF? Yeah, or on your phone. Mm-hmm. Oh my, I played that song the other night, as, um, Get Off Your Phone or something like that. Mm-hmm. Put the phone down. It's a song <laughs> called Put the Phone Down. I love that. Yeah. And it's like, what's so damn important? Yeah. <laughs> Put your phone down. I don't know. I like it. <laughs> so I played that on stage because there was it was early um, Saturday night and like no one was doing anything. They were all on their phones. Wow. <laughs> oh, <sorry. laughs> Saturday was rough. Yeah. You know, with the fair and we had our porn star Friday. Yeah. That was actually a good night for me. And it was actually a decent night for me, too. But I had a customer. So I just ended up sitting all night. Um I lo- a lot of girls had a problem with uh, with us having a porn star. Well, you know, I think if you just learn to embrace it and not be projecting negative about it, um, the customers sense that, you know. I, I really kind of go about that as well, uh, especially when I'm in front of customers. I don't, I don't project anything negative about anybody. Right. But specifically, like, when it comes to hustle and, like, making our money in the club, I don't have a problem with a porn star coming in and making her money on a Friday night and dragging in, like, customers that usually wouldn't come. Well, it it increases stage tipping, too, I feel like. And not only that, I will never judge a porn star. I'm like, get your money, boo. I'm practically a porn star, too. (laughs) Yeah, that's pretty much it for me. Well, one, it was... It is some of the only advertising our club does. Yeah. So I think it's great advertising. Also, we we used to do it all the time, like pre-pandemic. So I'm probably more used to it than newer girls that have only been working there for a couple of years because they haven't really experienced that. But we used to do it all the time. A porn yeah, that star. was the first time I'd seen that, and I loved it. Yeah, we used to do it like every two to three months. We would have a porn star on a Friday night. And um, I think it I think it brings in people. If they like the atmosphere, then they'll want to come back. Yeah, yeah. And, and honestly, was, like, shout out to Kenna James because I yeah. was impressed. She was a good dancer. <gasps> she was absolutely and beautiful. I witnessed a porn star event at uh, Deja Vu in Oklahoma City, and... Mm-hmm. 
they were awful. They could not dance. It so is, I was shook. It was. A, it is a mixed bag. There have been porn stars that we've gotten, and the girls were like, oh, it was really underwhelming. But dancing is not usually their forte. I feel like she was an ex-dancer or yes. started out as a dancer first I and then so became a porn star. She even did pole tricks. So she's really, she's really well-rounded and absolutely gorgeous. I, I'm not going to lie. I picked up a few tips from her. Good. I watched her on stage and I was like, I'm doing that next time. Yeah. No, she was so lively. I feel like all, if we all had that energy. I like the faces she made. Like the cheerleader smiling all the time. Yeah. She just looked guys dead in the eyes and just like seduced them. And it was really hot. And there was a, and she crawled off the stage and got onto a guy's lap. And I usually never do that unless we have Vegas eating. Like Vegas eating at um, at Lady Godiva's makes it easier for us to do kind of like other stage stuff. But, like, she just slid all the way down and was doing it and then pulled herself back up. Like, yeah. I could totally do that. I've never, ever done that. But, honestly, maybe maybe we should be more interactive. Yeah. Yeah. It was really fun. I liked watching it. And it definitely gives you a little kick in the butt when you see someone, like, just owning it really, really well. Oh, yeah. yeah. So props to Kenna James. She was really beautiful and very sweet, too. Yeah. Yeah. She seemed really down to earth. And I think that's a lot of it, too, is, like, there's a sort of defensiveness. I think girls are, like, worried that they're going to come in and be, you know – Brood or like cold or whatever. Yeah. yeah, you don't have to worry. They're just people just like us. We're all sex workers. Like support. And anyway, their job is way harder. Oh, could you imagine taking two dicks at one time? I mean, <laughs> I, I'd like to, but on my own time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I'm like definitely to, down to try it one time. Dude, but. me too. I always make the joke with, okay, so when two customers come in and they're friends and they vibe really well together and you're sitting there talking to both of them, I like to say this thing and I'd be like, so um, are we going to do this together? I just I really want to get treated like a Chinese finger trap. Like a, oh my God, that's hot. I want to be like your dirty Chinese finger trap. Oh, wow. <laughs> and they just get like, they fucking love it. Yeah, turn all red and blush. Yeah. yeah. Whenever there's like a bigger group, I'm like, so I'm the conductor of this train. <laughs> oh my God, yes. I mean, you at the front. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. I, actually, I, I hope this isn't like terrible, but I had a whole table. It was like six or seven Hispanic guys and they were so much fun. They were throwing dollars and they were a bit handsy. But when you're they're throwing dollars, it's like, you know, you do what you can do. At least I'm getting them once. I started just kind of pushing their hands off a little bit like, OK, that's enough. Thank you. Yeah. Um, but there was like six or seven of them. And I was going around to each one. And then I kind of turned around and I said, so I was like, so when are we going to start this Hispanic gangbang? Oh, and listen, they liked it. Oh, I bet they did. <laughs> they giggled so hard. They're, They're like, like, oh, she just said that. <laughs> <laughs> I know I get really ridiculous. I think that's how I get in trouble. Honestly, same. And but like. We look so innocent, so whenever we're saying the filthiest shit, these guys just eat it up. They're like, oh, you are a dirty little slut. I know. I am. I am a dirty, dirty little slut. Give me my slut money. Yeah. <laughs> Give me my slut money. I deserve it. I work so hard for it. Yeah. <laughs> so, and what do you do when you're not dancing right now? Uh, I've been kind of doing some music stuff. Really? Yeah. What? Oh. So, yeah, I've been writing, like, poetry stuff yeah. to put into lyrics for, like, almost three years now oh. and uh i actually just started recording uh with his boyfriend oh okay because they oh okay is it is he also recording for uh big bag and page, and page? yes uh-huh. is he really yeah wow so do you, does it cost money to go record yeah yeah, yeah. It, it's not very expensive it's honestly like i this. feel like it's good yeah 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 oh that's really cool yeah dang is that and what is it like 
Oh my god! So, the first time I recorded anything, I was my armpits were drenched. I yeah. was just like, oh, and then I kept laughing at myself, and then I was like sweating. You know, it was just, it was really cutesy. But I'm also very shy. I'm surprised I've handled this as well as I have. But I feel very comfortable around you, so that's oh, good. Thank you so yeah. much. I really appreciate that. No, and don't feel bad. The first time I did this, I was definitely like sweaty, <laughs> sweaty. <Yeah. laughs> I think it just happens to all of us. Uh, but oh, wow so what's your plans with it you're just gonna put it on Spotify and see where you go well I I want to complete an album before I do any dropping That's, uh, yes. yeah but yeah I'm still working on my first song so what kind of music is it what's the style probably like uh, I don't want to be confined to just any one genre uh, but so I'm going for an alternative vibe for sure oh, okay cool yeah. like a little bit more like rock and roll maybe a little R&B too and I love female artists, and I love I love that we get to experience so much more. Like, look how easy it is for you guys to produce and put out music compared to what it used to be like. So I just feel like there's so many more opportunities for people. Yeah. And I, I love it. I think that's really great. I'm still learning guitar, so... Are yeah. you really? Is that why you don't wear nails? Is it really hard uh, to do guitar with nails? Well... That's not why. I just break my nails too easy. I'm way too rough on my hands. I'm yeah. definitely like a bra girl. So <laughs> Yeah. Well, you know, we don't really need to have nails in the club, I found out. <laughs> like, I, I, used to, I used to think they're that. They're beautiful, and they make me feel fancy. Yeah. But, yeah, don't really need them. Yeah. Well, I kept breaking my nails last year, and then I was doing a lot of, like, manual labor around my house. So I took my nails off for, like, three months because it was so bad. I was breaking them a lot, and they were too long, I think. And they do break a lot when they're long. And so I took three months off, and I was so certain that I wasn't going to make any money. Not the case, though, right? No. No. And so, ladies, you could save, like, $200 a month if you chose not to do your nails. It's yeah. really hard, though. You know, it is – how much do you think you spend on yourself because of the job? I was thinking maybe, like, 25%. It depends on what you do that month, I would say, because, like, say you're having a good month, so you get your nails done twice a month. And if you're doing your toes and your nails, that's like 200 each time. So that's 400 right there. Oh, should I and do then, 400? And then, <laughs> like, if you're doing waxing or laser hair removal oh, or wow. any of that, you know, that's also a bill. Uh, and then if you're buying outfits, if you're buying makeup mm-hmm. or hair products, like, yeah. all of it adds up. I, I would say close to, like, six to 800 A month. Yeah. Yeah. On stuff like that, yeah. And if, it, if you're doing the full shebang, yeah. Yeah, and I definitely do feel like we spend more on ourselves on the months that we do more. Yeah. Like, so it's kind of, it's like going backwards a bit. But yeah. I know, because when I'm doing really good, I'm like, oh, I need a new outfit. Like, let's go drop $100 on a new outfit. Well, sometimes it just gives you the confidence you need. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, it does, yeah. And that is really hard, because for us, it's like, um, if we're not making enough money, then we start internalizing it. And then we're like, okay, what do I need to do different? And yeah. then, so you start buying new outfits or get your hair done. Or get your lashes done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or go to the esthetician. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it's nice to just go get a massage too. And honestly, that's that's a big part of it too. Because if you're not doing like the Epsom salt baths or like doing your yoga or doing like exercising yeah, You know, it can be really rough on your body. And that is actually really true. I used to go, and I still, I probably should still, but I used to go at least once a week to get a massage because um, without, like, my shoulder would start to lock up. There was time I had to spend money on, like, private yoga classes because my lower back was fucked up. And yeah. I don't really believe in uh, chiropractors. Dude, I, last year I was going to one. It was just the joint chiropractic, right? Oh, yeah. And, uh, no, I actually think they injured me. 
Wow. Yeah. So I just quit going because I, I got this weird sharp pain in my hip for like three weeks after I went there. And I was like, no. Yeah, it kind of scares you a little bit. And we don't get health insurance. So we're just kind of like, well, yeah. what, what can I do to keep myself healthy? Um, the job is incredibly hard on us physically. Oh, yeah. And then like, say you step wrong, you roll your ankle or like you're not conditioning your body right and you do your trick that you always do and then you pull your shoulder out of place or something. Mm -hmm. I mean, not out of place, but like pull a muscle, whatever it may be. Or you're doing the splits and then you fuck your hip up. Uh, I pulled pulled a um, back, like a hamstring. I pulled a hamstring doing a split because I forgot to stretch that morning. And then I just had to walk funny for a week. It's the worst. 